Alright, hey, how goes it? Ken Bozak here to talk about Dash and digital cash. And I'm here with my buddy Rod from Dash De Niro. Uh, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, let everybody know who you are and a little bit about what you do. How goes it, Ken? Pleasure to be here, man. We met uh, in our first conference. Uh, I think it was the Miami Bitcoin conference in Miami over a year ago. And from there, uh, we've been exchanging information nonstop, bumping to each other a couple more uh, events as well. Well, uh, I'm also a YouTuber, everybody. I'm a YouTuber from Brazil. Uh, I'm a proposed owner uh, from the Dash community, which means the, the Masternode community uh, uh, approved my proposals to create content for Dash in Portuguese for the Brazilian market. I'm from Brazil. I speak Portuguese. So I created specific videos talking uh, how Dash works, interviewing people, uh, promoting exchanges and business that uh, accept Dash. And uh, I have actually one of the largest Dash channels today. Yeah, well, that's because you put a lot of work in, dude. Your channel is awesome. I love watching <laughs> it, uh, mostly because of the visual effects. You have, like, the real MSNBC-type look in the background and the scrolling charts and everything. It's, like, it's real engaging for the audience, not just something they listen to, but it's something that you can watch, and there's a lot going on, a lot to learn on your channel there. And you just recently did a documentary in Venezuela, which is mainly the reason why we're here. I wanted to try to let people know about this documentary, which there is a link in the description box below. It's a 30-minute documentary it is amazing and you did this in Venezuela I wondered maybe what sparked that why Venezuela why you why dash why there why now yeah well it happened it didn't I wasn't planning to do a documentary I met some people from dash Caracas in December 2017 at LaBitConf uh, in person before that I already had contact Eugenia Alcala she's the one uh, who also presented a proposal to the dash treasury and say hey everybody uh, we need some money. We could, I could organize here in Venezuela a couple meetups, and the meetups became into conferences, who became into Dash City, who became into an explosion of cryptocurrency in Venezuela. Being today Dash, the number one cryptocurrency in Venezuela, with more uh, uh, daily users and activity on, online than Bitcoin, and of course than El Petro. That doesn't doesn't work. So. From there, this from this friendship of of another YouTuber, another uh, a community member from Venezuela, she invited me to go there to speak uh, in one of her conferences uh, about Brazil, because what Venezuela is going through right now, through this uh, uh, economic crisis, Brazil went through the same thing in the 80s, the currency manipulation. Brazil ended up changing the name of the currency seven times. And every time the, the government would change the name, would cut three zeros, print new bills, and give this illusion that the money has value, this piece of paper has value. So Brazilians are kind of experts in, in this topic. So I put it together a lecture talking about the history of money and the economic crisis that happened in Brazil, how Venezuela is heading down the same, uh, the same path. So while I was there, you know, I was going to do a video log, thanks to you, because you always inspire me to do more video log, you know, take the camera and do, oh yeah, I'm here, I'm going to do this interview and, and so I decided to actually do a, a, a video log saying, everybody, I'm going to Venezuela, it'll be cool. So on my second day there, the community had shown me so much that they're, they're doing regarding other community members, business engagement, uh, 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 chamber of commerce's partnership, university partnerships, uh, a lawyer's partnership to, to take care of all the legal aspect. That I'm like, I have to do something more with it. I didn't have a camera can. I shot the entire documentary on my iPhone. 
You know, well, it looks good. I mean, luckily, <laughs> luckily, iPhone technology has, Perfect, has yeah. reached yeah. peak camera quality. Right, yeah. I mean, my TV couldn't tell the damn difference. And it actually, because it was YouTube, I just casted it right to my TV, which is you know another like awesome thing to do. But like as you were saying though, they the inflation is insane, and you know, luckily that's a a, a close quartered scenario that would never happen here. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> But yeah, I saw that you had a, a driver uh, accepting Dash and you had breakfast, lunch, dinner for like seven days at different businesses that accepted this. I uh, wanted to talk a little bit about the history of the boulevard and like why it's going down and maybe that would segue into the conversation why people are willing to take the risk to accept a digital currency they never heard of before over their government issued currency that they're uh, familiar with. So what, what has really led to the decline in the value of the local currency? currency there well bottom line the país is going through a, a mess it's extremely disorganizing in all aspects of the government's uh hierarchy right so it's not to do with capitalism or communism or socialism it has nothing to do with that it's just not capable people uh, uh to do to get the job done and of course a government that wants more power and the mistake was done with the previous uh, uh president hugo chavez where they focus 100 percent of the country's GDP on the selling of oil. Venezuela has the largest oil uh, reserves on the planet, if not one of the largest. So it, it is an extremely rich country. So the government starts selling a lot of oil and, and create a lot of social programs, bring up hundreds of thousands of people out of poverty and misery uh, uh, during 2002, 2012. So but what was wrong? Well, the oil price drops. So there's no more income into the country, uh, but they, at the same time, they never really develop a car industry or an appliance industry or, or any other type they of didn't industry hedge. to sustain. No, they just were the hundred, like it was 95% dependency on oil. So once the, the price of oil drops to 30, 40 uh, per barrel, there's no money coming in. So the, even the food they were importing, so the, the Venezuela did not, had nothing. Then the, the president ended up dying of cancer, Hugo Chavez, which was kind of a well-seen president inside Venezuela. The guy who took over Maduro just made one mistake after the other. And, and, and the economy like this year, the, the predictions are to have uh, over one million, uh, over one million percent inflation or 1,000 percent inflation. I don't even know. Yeah, I was there. One believer was a two, $2.8 million dollars. One dollar was 2.8 million believers. Oh, now wow. one dollar six million believers. So for a dollar, I could get like a mansion on the coastline there. Uh, kind of. For example, because oil is uh is subsidized by the government, this is a 100 believer bill, right? So here I can actually get two tanks of gas with this. Oh shit! So and what I'm holding here a stack of money which I already gave halfway on the events that I go part, there's less than uh, 15 cents here today of money, right? Because it, 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 the government is just printing money out of control. Uh, they just do the currency manipulation, changing the name of the money, cutting zeros. Uh, and I because wonder of how that, much money it costs to print that money. Way, like... more, way more than actually the money has value. And, and because of that, I uh, I decided to start a little campaign based on uh, one of the guys here from Brazil who, who had a hashtag already. It's uh, so we got it done a couple of steps here. <laughs> so cool. That says uh, 
let me show you that you can you can stamp on any bill that says uh, "fuck the banks, go crypto." Yeah. There's a little Satoshi Nakamoto there. There's a blockchain. There's electricity. There's Anonymous and the money flying. There's a couple couple of cool things there. So if you go to Instagram hashtag uh, "fuck the banks," you'll find some uh, cool pictures over there. Can and I get I, one of those stamps? Where of can I get course, one of them? I got. Oh, I actually got it done online. <laughs> oh, I need one of them. That's like forty bucks. I sent you the link in the picture. I want to do that on every bill I give somebody as a tip, <laughs> so, so I can well, see their face. But yeah, so I saw that this um, this inflation is causing riots, and uh, in the documentary that you made, I saw it said about twenty seven a day. Now, are these like nonviolent, or are they violent? Are they looting, or are they you know protesting against the government? What kind of protesting have you seen since you were there firsthand? Uh, extremely violent. All of those that what I mentioned was in 2017. 2017 was the peak. Uh, I didn't really see any protests or any violence and events while I was there. But yet the Dash community, they were very concerned about my safety. So I only from the taxi driver that picked me up to the airport and the other business that I visit, they were related to middle class to upper class. That's the part I was in the town, the Caracas. Uh, I did not go to some some other areas because of safety. They, I would have go, but they didn't allow me uh, to go. Uh, uh, but the protests happened in 2017. Hundreds of thousands of people died fighting with the police, and, and the pro- because it came to a point that the people could not take it anymore. The manipulation of the currency. Now the president announced that they're bumping the salary in over three thousand percent, which which makes no sense if the inflation is a million percent a year. You know their salary for the the, the uh, government-based employee. But it was bumped from a dollar twenty to now three dollars fifty so a month. So is this why you're seeing them? Or is this possibly why you're seeing them embrace Dash? Because there's got to be some kind of severe, you know, situation involving their local currency for any, you know, nation as a whole to just embrace crypto or a random currency that you know they have no control of. There's there's no central authority. There's not something they're used to here. So, you know, why are they adopting Dash and um, how are they going about it? Is it more merchant? Is it more peer to peer? Is it business to business? Well, th- this actually proves the theory that the cryptocurrency can be adopted in a massive scale. And because of Dash has a governance system different than Bitcoin and Ether, where there is the 10% that goes to the treasury. Eugenia, who is the, the, the business leader, the Dash leader in Venezuela, she was the key person who asked, asked for funds, managed the funds very well, put together a team of over 25 staff to organize uh, conferences, meetups, business engagement, uh, uh, partnerships. And this has been going on for like 10, 12, 10 11 months now. Oh, wow. And because of this is being funded by the, the treasury from Dash, and you have someone extremely professional in the other end, on the end of the community, making this happen and spending the funds wise, people realize that even though that the price of Dash dropped from $1,500 to $135 at one point, it was safer for Venezuelans to buy Dash and keep their two, three, five dollar savings in Dash than in their in their local currency. Yeah, so once yeah. once their business realized that and they have a business kit that they showed every single business 
Listen, that's how you organize your books. That that's how you organize the cash flow. That's how you can accept Dash and maybe keep 10, 25 percent uh, uh, into a wallet, and the rest you exchange right away uh, uh, to to pay for your expenses. And then those are the list of exchanges you can partner. Those are the list of peer to peer. So they came up with a business plan that you you only see things like this from like MBA students from top universities, and they're like, no, fuck this shit. We're actually we need to make this happen because it's our money, our currency, our country, and we're making it happen to this point that today Dash is more popular than Bitcoin in Venezuela. Wow. Now, that's because they have the, the treasury, they have the marketing, and they have the structure it takes to build a community. It's Bitcoin being so decentralized in that sense where it doesn't have any kind of funding or anything like that, it keeps it damn near impossible to have anything like this go forth where I could have 25 employees helping me do, you know, Bitcoin campaigns. It's not that easy. It is doable, but it's not as easy as going to the, the Dash Treasury, submitting a proposal, proving my, my earn, keep, and providing. So I wanted to talk a little bit about the uh, the merchant stores that are accepting and your interactions with utilizing Dash. I saw you bought gas and some other meals and, and stuff like that with Dash. Was there any interactions where people were just like uh, taken back, like where there was a customer standing behind you and saw you use Dash and was like, yo, what did you just do? <laughs> well, I didn't buy gas. There, there was no gas station selling Dash in Venezuela. I, I made a video in front of the gas station holding oh, yeah, this bag the, of money saying, yeah. So if I give this five, they'll have to give me ten times more stack of money to pay for this gas. But the, so Venezuela a team, the, the community, they organize a, a city tour for me. They plan everything, of course. Uh, when I was there, there was three. We reached the mark of three hundred business accepting dash. This was two months ago. It's already over a thousand business accepting dash now. It's it's out of control. So right? what is that in relevance in comparison to the U.S.? Uh, I think U.S. has less than 300 business accepting oh. Dash. Yes, yes. Let's get on that U.S. Yeah, you, and U.S. is the second place. I think then it's, it's Colombia next, right? So there's also oh, a, huge, a huge program. Yeah, huge program for Colombia happening. There's also another extremely professional uh, uh, Dash community leader in, in, in Colombia as well making it happen, right? Uh, and that's how, how things are being developed, you know? The, the ecosystem of Dash, the, the treasure, the, the master node, the, the mining uh, ecosystem that's what attracts talent to, to the community exactly. to say hey listen we can get paid to do a great job and promote this and also you know make this thing happen and, and that's what's happening that's how I got into 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 dash but uh, it, it's quite amazing like once I was there they took me to places restaurant they were accepting dash so every day it was the same taxi driver there was actually I think three more taxi drivers but I scheduled the same guy to come pick me up in the hotel every morning and then they had a schedule for me where to go. I always had someone from that the community with me. Okay, we gotta go do this. We gotta visit this. We gotta have sushi today in this restaurant except Dash. And then in the afternoon we gotta visit uh, this also a uh, business uh, partner. We're we're trying to get them on board. They had a media uh, 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 team for Dash Venezuela. I was invited. They scheduled. They're like, hey, there's a a, a YouTube authority from Brazil here. He wants to. He's promoting Dash. He's talking. Uh, in our lecture, so I was invited to talk in three different TV channels oh, while wow. I was there. One of them, the major ones, uh, 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 about crypto, right, and about Dash. 
and the eugenics is being actually almost every week. So the media, because the media also is part of the problem, not the problem, but well, they're, they're yeah, suffering. They're, yeah, exactly. They're suffering. They're, so did you ask them? Do they? Did anybody that interview you use Dash? I'm just curious because, like, I always ask people, "Do you use it? Do you know?" So like, oh, I didn't. I didn't ask them uh, that, but they know. And, and one of the things that people might complain about the president of Venezuela today, but yet. President Maduro is the only president on the planet talking openly on TV about cryptocurrency. Yep. So people listen to like crypto what and then they go search for it and then this boosts the entire ecosystem. Well, I mean, isn't this because he created his own cryptocurrency, the Petro, I believe it's backed by the oil still in the ground in Venezuela? It's a fantasy. The Petro is a fantasy because it, apparently it's supposed to be running on the NEM, NEMXEN platform, yes. the Russian blockchain, right? But you cannot download any wallets. There's no way to mine. There's no open source codes. Apparently, only a small group of their friends have access to buy this. So, yeah, I don't know where. Yeah. yeah. So it's. But the thing is, he's on TV talking about cryptocurrency or petrol, and then people Google cryptocurrency. The first thing they see is Bitcoin and Dash, and then they click on it. And because people don't really trust what comes from the government at those points, yeah. Bitcoin, Bitcoin and Dash are, are, are number one over there. So the economy you were talking about, is there a merchant economy where like the employees are getting paid in Dash because people are spending Dash at the stores? Is there a supply chain in the background where the suppliers are supplying the merchants and accepting Dash? See, that's the, the beauty of this story, that, that one of the first meetings that the Dash Venezuela organize the son of the president of the chamber of commerce and industry of the largest city in venezuela or the large industrial uh, uh center in venezuela the son of the guy was there he mentioned to his dad about dash so now his father and his team also present proposals that's dash marakai and they are in the advanced talks about getting the entire uh, or, or a couple factories in the industry to start paying their employees in Dash, Dude. because so so I mean it's 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 in a level that Venezuela will probably be the first country to adopt crypto in a mass scale. There's nothing nobody can do to stop it, and because the son of one of the guys mentioned to his dad who got interested, now they have the president of the the, the real state commerce on it they invited me to go to the chamber of industry to 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 give a lecture as well uh, uh when i was there for about 400 people uh and, and the thing is the main difference every time i i go to those lectures either in brazil that i give lectures in, in colombia in mexico uh in the us when i talk about cryptocurrency most of the people are there because they want to be investors they want to do trading they want to make money in venezuela people are they go to those meetings because they want to a solution how they can protect the small amount of money that they have not to be eaten by the inflation right yeah they're more worried about value than money because even if they exactly. make more money their money's going down in value so it's a different type of crowd you know they're there they're using it to survive well this is who crypto's for right it's not for the people who don't need it like you know first world suit wearing lambo driving bank having yeah doesn't matter for you people that are like well pitch me crypto why do i need you don't if you yeah. need to be pitched it you probably don't need it this technology this currency this 
it exists for people who do. And like what's happened in uh, Brazil, what's happening in Venezuela, what happened in Greece. I mean, not too long ago in uh, India, they decided to delete the two top denominating currency bills yeah. and give you, I think it was like 70 or 60% of it in exchange for lower valued bills. That is insanity. So, I mean, you know, we have the mentality here where banks work. Visa is great. It works. Why do I need to use Dash or any of that? Like, you, you probably don't. But do you not want to be prepared in a situation where every other first world country has failed that eventually? You know, we're in a $22 trillion debt here in the United States, and it's only growing. $21 trillion. This number, it's, it's, it's hard to imagine. It's about, what, 62 million dollars per citizen or per taxpayer well it's so big people just ignore it right it's like the lump in the rug at this point you keep sweeping the problem under the rug it becomes a lump you start using it as a coffee table <laughs> so 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 the and, and the thing is bitcoin was not developed doesn't say anywhere on the white paper for bitcoin for ether or for dash that you're supposed to buy low and sell high and then cash back <laughs> to paper money it's not an wait that's not satoshi's thing. vision no, that's not Satoshi's vision. It's supposed to replace the money, not for you to accumulate and yes. then sell back to paper money. Exactly. You know, man. money is paper. That's it. It's just a piece of paper that you can stamp with a new-fashioned new uh, stamp right there. I love it. So <laughs> Hashtag, you did... fuck Hashtag the banks. Fuck the banks. <laughs> so you did a 10-hour uh, a a full-day conference while you were in Venezuela, uh, and they had uh, a... The, the campaign instead of charging people for tickets you were paying people to come in and giving them some dash and then showing them how it works and then actually having like the uh, dash what was it the dash city where there's like all these merchants and stuff i wanted to talk a little bit about that event um is this like a, a just an event because you were there do they do these events often how was it like for you while you were there did you get to meet a lot of people that already use dash did you meet people that were still skeptical how was it did you think that you know uh these those events like that are positive or are not like they're negative but is it like neutral yeah well that that was another very genius strategy of dash venezuela today we hear a lot about airdrops right where you give a couple bucks to people yeah. to experiment right so instead of doing this and just giving money for free to people what they do is they give once you sign up which everybody has to register with their id so nobody can come to the conference more than once and if they do they do not get the, the funds again they only get one time they attend and they'll get three five dollars depends off the, the exchange rates or whatever right which is quite a large amount of money but at the same time dash venezuela partner with i think 12 now even more social enterprise and social institutions that's helping people either uh, a charity uh, feeding the poor uh, there was an orphanage there was a program that, to take care of uh, 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 um uh, kids and teenagers that went through a, 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 a sexual harassment. So they partnered with those those uh, social institutions. They told them what is Dash, how to open an account. So every event, when people get those free Dashes as an experiment to learn how to receive, they also are taught how to send Dash. Yep. And they're like, so right now, you know, get one or two dollars that you just received and pick one of those institutions and donate. So you're not giving money away for free to the user. You're giving money to social institutions to be used for a good cause. And the rest, after the event, they have the Dash City, which is about 100, 120 vendors are already accepting Dash. That's huge. That, that they are there, 
and then you can buy a beer, a burger, you know, some local food, or you can buy a belt, a t-shirt, whatever, and pay with Dash. There's a motorcycle store that accepts Dash. There's that one appliance store there that accepts Dash that I put in the documentary. The guy even put Dash on the uniform I of everybody. That, I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> you know, so so people are seeing this like, so we're not giving money away for free. They experiment the, the airdrop. Let's put the airdrop, call it airdrop because that's the, the popular word at the moment. But at the same time, they're sustaining a social a business model. They're also buying goodies at the event, and they're learning how to send and receive dashes on the flight, plus the, the information of the whole uh, uh, event. Well, it's actually, they think they're getting free money, but they're really getting paid to learn something that's going to change their life. And exactly. that, that will be the, the go-getter for, uh, you know, getting people off the couch that are in a situation where they may need to get out and learn about finance, economics, and find a new solution to a problem. But they're kind of deterred. They don't want to get off the couch. They're depressed. They're in a position where they need help. So now yeah. you're like, hey, we'll give you a couple of bucks. You get something to eat, and that you know, that will motivate people that really do need to to be there. You know, some people would say, oh, three bucks ain't enough. Well, then obviously you don't need the help. You're not who we're here for. So yeah. you know, it weeds out some of those people. But that's great that you're teaching people how to use it because that's you know, airdrops are one thing. That's awesome. But then people lose their private keys or they never figure out how to actually use the currency. Yeah. So it sits there and collects dust and never gets used uh, or, you know, they lose it. So now you're teaching people how to accept it, how to use it and all the steps in between. What's one of the biggest headaches maybe you've seen people running into? Were there any like roadblocks for people uh, educational wise on ramping? See, so that's another thing that Dash Venezuela exceed on this strategy. So they create an incubator for other community members to present proposal. And Venezuela today, I think it has the largest proposals approved by the Dash Masternode community. Go Venezuela. So, yeah, Venezuela has a, a phone center that anybody can call so during cool. business hours and ask questions about Dash if they have a problem with the private key, how to install, how to Is download, like how it works. Is this like a call center in Venezuela? It's a call center. So now they open up their number because it's in Spanish. They open up the number for another five countries. So last month they put a proposal now to hire a guy from Brazil or someone that speaks Portuguese. So this number is also available uh, for Brazilian. All you pay is a local call. And now they have plans to actually get people that speaks English to have an English uh, a call service, a call center. To So so this is one part of the education. So, you know, uh Monday to Friday, 8 to 5, you can make a call and then get your uh, uh, doubts about Dash out of the way. So there's also another uh, system uh, uh, engineer or software engineer, I don't know what Lorenzo is. So he created a, a wallet-based system through text message. Oh, so, so because smartphone is expensive in Venezuela, only 40% of the people have smartphones. So people with old phones, you can actually text and then you get a code and then it transforms into a, a wallet that you have you own the private key and you can send money to people via text message but actually you're sending dash genius. So genius. you don't need a QR code, you just send it to somebody's text. Correct. You send a text with a value and then it, in the back end it generates everything. It's 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 I think it's up and running already. Right? They have the Dash Youth uh, uh, program that goes to school teaching people about Dash and the educational program. There's also more proposals being presented from, from, from other people in Venezuela. So more and more you see the capacity of the community and how powerful and smart they are 
literally bypassing the government and the banking systems they literally this is the proof we don't need you guys they, they literally have a help center for how to get out of this economic rut your government put you in that is insanely cool it, dude to know like the the dash treasury is funding a help center that is fun it is funded to help businesses on ramp into the industry that is the, that that is the ecosystem that crypto needs it needs each step that the traditional system has replaced replicated and and adopted right like if people have a way to figure out how to set up a bank account by going to a bank well now they have uh, the dash helps helpline where they can figure out how to set up a dash account that's really powerful stuff yeah. So and and the thing is that this Dash Merchant and Dash uh, uh, Dash Call Center is called Dash Help, employs about twenty five people, all together. They're Are they getting an paid office. in Dash? They're getting paid in Dash. They have an office, ah, tons of computers. They have a secretary, a phone line. It's 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 like a real business. It's it's insane. What he's insane. describing is in the documentary. So if you'd like to check that out, the link is in the description box below. Go ahead and check out the documentary. It's a 30-minute documentary. There's two variants. There's one in Spanish and there's one in English. So if you're from Portuguese or Brazil or a Spanish-speaking country, there is one for you. I do have the link in the description box below for the American-speaking language video. So odds are if you're watching this, since I'm speaking English, that's the one you're going to want to watch. <laughs> it's in the description box below. And it was really cool. They had like a kitchen and everything. It's a legit brick and mortar support center with billboards all over the highway with their phone number blasted. Oh yeah, out. the billboard. So yeah, cool. the billboard's cool. Yeah, I saw the Petro billboard, then the Dash billboard, and I was just like, the Dash one looks a lot cooler. Like they have the president in like a polo with the three buttons. Yeah, like, he looks Looking like, he's, like he looks like he's about to go like you know freaking I don't even know, dude. Like go golfing or something. He has no presidential look know, to man. him. He has no presidential yeah. look, though. No. Uh, I did want to talk a little bit about the uh, the uh, event after that. You went and, like you mentioned earlier, you spoke at the Chamber of Commerce, and the team there is that like they're they're the titans, as you call them, of, of Venezuela that are pretty much backing and embracing this. And I saw that there's like a, a campaign for like the food trucks to accept Dash and all this stuff. So maybe we could talk a little bit about the government's involvement with Dash. Um, and how maybe that started because that that is huge and you know obviously like you mentioned earlier the people in the government or you know the the people in general they're they're in the problem right they they're not the problem but they're in the problem and they have to find a solution so even the government employees have to find a solution for themselves for their own store of value now it looks like dash has become that what led to the government and dash kind of you know working it out well because in the end of the day People who works for the government are the ones paying with the same type of paper that that has that lose its value, and people see right away that more and more today with technology and communication, people are understanding how governments manipulate the currency, how banks control what you do, and how money is just a piece of paper. We agree to add value to that on a mass illusion of this planet that we we think a piece of paper has value. So crypto came to, to change this, you know, with proof of work or, or, or proof of stake in, in a manner that is, is making us rethink, like, how did we believe on that thing for such a long time that the government can print as much money as they need? So the government today, the employees, which are just normal citizens, normal humans behind the government's work, are realized that they can also do some things. Say, hey, listen, I can implement crypto 
in our business, in our uh, office, in our uh, industrial sector, in our factory. And this will actually hold the value of my work hours, of my labor, of my intellectual property way more. Uh, because, you know, I, today, I mean, I think you as well can, we're, you know, a handful of people that we don't work for paper anymore on the planet. I don't work for paper. If anybody wants to pay me with paper, I'm like, that's a 25% increase. Yep. I'll accept Dogecoin if you want to pay me with Dogecoin. But I will not accept paper. And Anything more. but Ripple. <laughs> Anything but Ripple, right? Uh, so more and more people are, are having this idea. They're like, yeah, that's right. You know, how I'm going to accept this that can be created? Because if I print money, I go to jail. If I have a business that I print money, it's counterfeiting, and my business shut down, and I go to jail. But the government can print as much money as they need it? Well, I and mean, that's, that's the main question. That's the funny part is the Federal Reserve in the U.S. isn't a government entity. You know, it's they a private just, bank, yeah. It's a private bank, so they literally get to do whatever they want without the government's permission because, well, he who controls the money controls the government, eh? So, yeah, as you said, like the people in the government are being controlled by what they thought they were in control of, but they're not. The, the control of the money has gotten out of their hands, and now they are victims to their own paradigm shift that they have created you know they forced this to happen you know by inflating currency printing and printing and printing or in in uh, venezuela they just like you said keep recreating the currency and renaming it and just causing more problems than they're solving over a period of time to where this has now affected the government officials where they thought they were safe they thought they were the ones in control but now this has gotten out of their hands. They have to find a solution for themselves even, for their family, for their friends. And it has become cryptocurrency. It's very obvious. And in Venezuela, and like you were talking about earlier, it looks like they're going to be the first first world nation to go all in on crypto. Not just the Petro, but with uh, Dash and Bitcoin and all these other cryptocurrencies being adopted. It just doesn't make sense to carry that wad of cash around for 15 cents. That is not feasible. And to have a bank, a bank account to, so that we don't have to carry it doesn't make any more sense because in the documentary, I learned that they previously <clears throat> basically stole all their money in the 90s if you had a bank account, right? In Venezuela, was that, wasn't that? Yeah, this was in Brazil. This was Brazil? in Brazil. Okay, so in Brazil, they did this. And in, um, in Venezuela, it's only a matter of time till they just steal all their money. Well, over there, in, in Brazil, this happened with the president. He confiscated, he put a law the, the day after he took over office saying, okay, everybody, if you have over 50,000 cruzeiros, you cannot withdraw for 18 months. The government's got to use your own money to pay our bills and we got to pay you back slowly in 20 years, something like it was. It was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. But he's the main talk of my lecture because it proves what's the problem with the centralized power organization. Who wants so to have a bank account with that risk? Yeah. So today, Venezuela, they control how much money you can withdraw from your own bank, from your own money, from your labor. So there's a limit, a daily limit that you can withdraw. You cannot go to the bank if you have money there and withdraw whatever you want. There's a limit. I think it's 10,000 believers per day or 10 million believers. I don't even know how much it is anymore. Well, 10 million. What is that? Like 10 cups of coffee, like with inflation? I, I don't know, man. It's in, in two months that I've been there it, it, from... One dollar from 2.8 million jumped to six million. So I have no idea now how much you know things are costing now. The change, the price changed from the morning to the afternoon. 
Well, how far do you think it's going to have to go before it's, you know, uh, mainstream enough to where we can actually help the people in Venezuela that weren't in the, the middle upper class areas that you may have visited? The people that are in the lower class that are really in the poverty written industry or sectors of the world, like how do we get them into the industry? What is it going to take to get them in? Like you said, we have the text messaging now. We have we have a lot of the uh, the, the key factors like the call center, the businesses are accepting it but how do we get these people that the the you know the unbanked the people that never really cared to care well the way i see the government in venezuela today has the power and the ability for example to start selling oil in bitcoin or in dash and and and, and creates a program educational program to start paying everybody in crypto in venezuela including the poor and really reactivating the entire industry, bringing money back to the country by selling oil, uh, maybe cheaper than everybody else if they have so much, right? That would, that would make sense. Right, but but again, you know, you think the government is gonna lose control of the money monopoly that they have uh, among with the banks, that they own all the banks in Venezuela as well? Well, they bought so, all the banks, they bought all the electrical companies, they bought all the oil companies, the government owns everything as one centralized monopoly. And, and the government is a horrible boss. No government knows how to manage anything. They only know how to spend money. Yeah. Right? And uh, so maybe the private sector, you know, bypassing the government will be the one, you know, the private industry will be the one with an educational program and a social program to teach people and pay people in crypto. But this, this change, especially on the lower class and, and, and to eradicate poverty it's something that will take five to ten years and maybe there won't be enough time a lot of like venezuela already lost over five million citizens to to brazil and then the countries around on, on a mass immigration uh, 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 catastrophe that's happening people are just getting their clothes their bags and maybe one or two documents and are walking for for you know hundreds of miles to reach to another country to say hey please you know get me some food or a place to and people are sleeping on in Brazil, there's some some huge uh, protests as well. Brazilians don't want them to be inside. There's a, a, a horrible thing happening north of Brazil because some Brazilians don't want the Venezuelans to come in because the, the situation in Brazil is not that good as well. But we cannot close our our uh, borders, you know, on a humanitarian catastrophe. So we need at this point that we say at one point we always will need some sort of governments to to. to to help out and create programming. And I think Venezuela Hi, I'm August. today, Welcome to the show where the we explore ideas in the future. Act, My guest today is Andrew Giambi. The best chance I met Andrew when he gave a presentation on how happen, fractals are used in the oil, film Interstellar. Uh, uh, it completely crypto, blew my mind. Dash, my first whatever they want. I don't think the pet will ever take off because nobody will trust the government that's controlled uh, by the government. But in a way, they can use other persons that are already up and running. Today we're going to focus on fractals. I'm going to share with you some of the excitement that I discovered when I first heard Andrew's talk about them. Crypto and, and reactivate the entire economy. Right, and they're in a perfect position to, you know, risk reward, adopt, uh, just to go through and try it, right? I mean, it's 
what's the worst that could happen? The the the, the inflation has already Andrew's gone welcome to, the to show. extreme scenarios. So I want to start uh, like by said, giving the audience a baseline on what fractals are. In this bear market, what I'm going to do is I'm going to read an excerpt from an essay you wrote, and then we're going to dive so in with I, a, I think a more that these airdrops that you know the fractals the give rise to you know, important philosophical questions about how we choose to explain, going through the educational meetup and spending it at Dash City. I think that is probably going to be the best route for those lower class people. Like I said, those two to three dollars in free, you know, Dash. That's going to motivate those lower-income people to actually go out and learn about money because they don't care. And you know, they, they see a problem, they just keep graphics. ignoring it like the lump the first in the rug because they never were taught about money, so they don't care. But if you say, hey, I'll give you $3 then, to teach many you more something, have been in a situation just where they're that desperate for, for value, they're going to go out of their way to learn something that will better the economy. And I'm excited for Venezuela, not to sound too like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm happy you're, you're in a shitty situation, but, no, it's no, time, yeah. but it's like it's a lucky for you, like lucky for you, Venezuela, that shit us. is so bad. So you have to what you just described is something that really resonates this, and that's going to give you and first mover advantage. More so, so when Dash does start to go so back the up, that previous investment Venezuela is making is going to do the paradigm well, shift we're all talking about on crypto Twitter, where they become a first world power, because by the time the U.S. has to adopt cryptocurrencies like Dash, Venezuela already had to do it, so they did it. So now the U.S. and other first world countries move in, Boosting the investment of the, the adoption of Dash in Venezuela. So now the paradigm flips, and Venezuela may have more value than most first world countries. And that's where we keep things we fair. We decentralize first world powers. You know, first world in the areas where we had the power tools, always moves. It. it was China, yeah. Europe, yeah. America. Venezuela, very damn well possible when and if they do start to, like you said, have the government really roll out these cryptocurrency, you know, educational platforms. Like, I would love to see the school system the, the start to embrace this, like at, cook, at bake at sales and stuff in the schools with the Dash youth team. Have a tendency yeah. to describe the world cool. in a more accurate way. Well, Venezuela is way, probably the first for example, option that this will end up happening very soon. Things like yep. my, my guess is either Argentina or Turkey or next, Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe and, 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 and Brazil as well, and Brazil if not India. So once the domino starts falling down, this will be non-stoppable. This will be non-stoppable. You know what India did it with uh, the demonetization of, of their country, taking away larger bills uh, last year as well, and and trying to control the people's money through bank accounts because then the government can control. You know, as well already happened. You see the deflation uh, of the the lira in Turkey and now with the peso in Argentina as well. So those are all countries that are going through the same turmoil. And and one of the the things that I always say is on my lecture, the biggest revolution is not the crypto. So it's actually, simple, you know, we have to go one step back and it's, it's, it's the, the internet, you know, people the today have access to hundreds of millions of YouTube videos of people explaining and that's the importance of what you do, what I do, which is content creation to tell people what's happening and you travel and you say, hey, they're doing this here, you can use this as an example to do it over there and you can stop it. You, you, we, nobody was able to shut down the internet or, or, or to shut down the electricity on the counter, so that's it. Before the printing press, books were 
were centralized and regulated. And if you wrote a book, people didn't, you know, the government didn't want people to read. They'd kill you, burn the book, and burn everybody who read it. And that was it. But then the printing press made it possible to send out information at such a rate they couldn't burn the books fast enough. So then they just started taking them off the shelves and regulating the businesses like bookstores and stuff like that. the on ramps to buying the books. Then we got yeah. the internet, so, so they couldn't the, stop the the, the bookstores or the the chain the, the chain of uh, buying and selling books or the information and anymore. And now we have blockchain what where they can't here is stop just it. Just like a circle with some mathematical um, You know, the object. evolution keeps going so forward. I want to talk a little bit about how you got into Dash. Like, what happened to you? What was the scenario in your life that you know was like, you know what? I really need to start looking into this. I got into crypto because of of, I mean, I'm an immigrant. I live in the U.S. I've been here for over 20 years, even though I'm from Brazil. But I was looking, I was googling a way how to send money to my parents. Similar and they echo each other. Because open a bank account here in the U.S. and send it to Brazil, had to open a bank account there for hundreds, pay hundreds of thousands of dollars to send, you know, a thousand dollars, something like this. So I came up through a Roger Veers video, and I think what got me Bitcoin wasn't really the technology because it took me a while to understand. And this was back in 2014, yeah. right? This was in 2014. Yeah, right, but I think what got me to this was the passion how how Roger Veer talks about Bitcoin. <laughs> really is such a you know, that was something that, that you know well, got me like, wow, man, this guy he believes wow. so much that you know. It, so I started doing more research about Bitcoin and, and bought a couple of Bitcoins into it. Or in 2014, 2015, I had a job that I hated in a cubicle. I ended up landing on a TV show called The Daily Decrypt with Amanda B. Johnson. Uh, then I was already hooked into crypto because all I did at work was I had my laptop and I was working with my phone, listening to podcasts and watching YouTube videos the whole day. And, and at one point, Amanda B. Johnson said, hey, I'm actually closing down Daily Decrypt. I'm actually going to have my own Dash sponsor. Uh, dash detail because the, the, the dash works like this and I'm like wow this is genius man dash is cool different parts of it so I should have I should have heard an email say hey you know at the same time I left my job I kind of I kind of left my job I Amanda showed me this crypto thing right so and then I sent her an email say hey do you think it's a good idea if I do kind of the same TV show as you do but in Portuguese She's like, yeah, that would be great. So I put a proposal. She helped me, you know, refine the proposal. I presented the, the network community vote yes on my proposal in four days out of 25 days. And this is, I already renewed my proposal four times and, you know, create the documentary and tons of content. And, you know, I became the Dash guy. Dude, that is awesome, man. That's a great story, dude. I love that it, you know, and it almost, almost does start with Bitcoin. And then as we fall down the rabbit hole, myself included, I started as a maximalist. And then I, not to really like pick at Bitcoin, but I found things about it I kind of would be like oh I wish that was different like the privacy aspect you know and kind of segues into the conversation I want to have about like why not Bitcoin you know did you see as much adoption of Bitcoin in Venezuela as you did Dash you know if not maybe let's talk a little bit about why not Bitcoin so why Dash why not Bitcoin well people know what Bitcoin is there was actually one point a lot of people mining Bitcoin and other cryptos including Dash, of course. No. 
because of the price of electricity there in Venezuela, it's almost free. You pay, you pay less than a cent for the kilowatts, right? Because it's subsided by the government. Once there's electricity, some, some cities they have shortages, you know, blackouts. Uh, three four times a day because the infrastructure is horrible there where i stay in caracas there was electricity the whole time uh, so but there was the government or like a like a corrupt side of the police cracking down on mining operations or either asking money for them to stay operating or confiscating their mining uh, 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 cards to mine for themselves there was a lot of cases like this yeah but what made the big difference was the community you know i think eugenia as well another person who got into that because of amanda b johnson applying for the funds from the treasury to create those conferences and create the the program in the dash city and the incubator for proposals and and while there was nobody really spending their own money their own bitcoins to promote bitcoin because you know bitcoin or bitcoin cash or or any other currency people have to spend money from their own pockets to promote their currency if they want to be to be successful you know that's what roger veer has been doing bitcoin now bitcoin cash you know spending money from his own pockets and you see today there's what over i think any number of 800 coins that copy the master node system from dash because it's a way to be a self-sustaining uh, crypto ecosystem yeah dash was the first to uh, start the master so to me concept. those are just and yeah. there has been a they also, of, I mean, I uh, feel like there has to be meaning white to that. Papers that cannot out there be arbitrary. For this. Um, so some of them have tweaked it just a little bit, but I, I do believe that, you know, like mystery, Bitcoin right? was the first become uh, with blockchain. Uh, I think Dash being the first with master nodes, it's first mover advantage. Uh, I don't know any way to beat it without a time machine. Like, yeah, I guess you have a master node too. Great. You have a time machine to go back and do it before Dash did. That would be great. Maybe we could talk a little bit about master nodes because some people that are listening may not have a clue Nature, what a master node is uh, or its relevance to the blockchain in a better way well for example for bitcoin you don't get rewards if you're so running an node you just help sustain the the, the network so what evan did it you know if you're helping you know process transactions and sustain the blockchain uh decentralized uh, chain you also get rewarded for that for your efforts with the concept of a proof of stake because you do have to have a large stake in the network Yes, uh, to to own a master node, you have to have a thousand dash today, which is quite of significant, significant amount of money. About a quarter million. Yeah, but you get paid forty five percent off all the new crypto generated. So you know the the why they don't the, the miners are creating the block and then ciphering the blocks. Uh, for 45% of the rewards, the master node keeps 45% and 10% goes to a super block, which is also a decentralized treasury system because the, the, the dash that is created, the 10%, does not go to one dash address and someone controls it. Once the super block is generated, everybody that presented a proposal, they got approved by the master node, the funds go straight to those wallets approved. So there's no, there's no human person programming this, right? Except the master node voting yes or no, we got to pay this dude to do whatever, and we're not going to pay this guy to do whatever he wants to do, you know? And this, it's a leap, you know, I see Smart Cash and Pivx and Vulcan, now it's a talk here in Brazil, a lot of people talk about Vulcan and Crown. All those ecosystems are exactly this, I download a Smart Wallet wallet for the Smart Cash, it's exactly the same wallet as Dash, they literally copy and paste 
Pro it works yeah. great. It's really fast. Yeah, right? yeah. No, I like I like Smart Cash. They're pretty fly. cool, but it is yeah. copy paste, and I know nothing wrong beyond. with that too much. Well, right? like, no, like, yeah, like, yeah, I, I, they're, they're, they're four years behind they're, Dash. Right, so right. Exactly. I said, if you have a time machine, it would be really great. You know, it would be really great if they had a time machine. Unless. Unless and they come also, up with some genius idea in how to create whatever they do There's a lot for PIVX or Smart Cash. You know, I'm sure they're going to copy what Evolution is coming up with very soon. Oh, man, Evolution's insane. Uh, we could talk a little bit about that if you have the time. I would love yeah. to talk about Dash Evolution and how the payments are going to be on there. And Swarm Fund, I don't know if you were following Swarm.Fund. They tokenized the Masternode, bro. So, like, I could put one Dash in, you could put one Dash. In. When we hit the we sub, find a bunch of other people to put some dash in, the, the, and the we as a group chaos, have a master node now. And yeah. we, we, depending on how much so we put in, we get a cut of that, 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 um, that percentage of the payout of the reward every month. So, I mean, dude, that is an amazing way so to decentralize something that is even more decentralized. Like, it's the so awesome. Funny story that a lot of people don't know that, but I work for Swarm Funds. I do some job because of you. Right, because you introduced me to Nanoworks, which was a YouTuber who I started producing her videos who got sponsored by by Swarm Fund. And then I introduced Ryan to Philip at Consensus, and a month later they came up with this. So I'll take full credit for that because of you. I'll take some credit then, as it's given. I didn't pay for that, but hey. That is amazing. So me introducing you to Nanu got you introduced to Swarm Fund, that introduced you to Paul, and now we have a Swarm Fund for Dash Masternodes, all from handshakes and hugs at conferences. This is very new. I met Nanu in Arcapulco because you told her to come look for me and Anarchapuco. From there, I produced, I think, four or five events for her, for her channel, that was paid by, by uh, Swarm Fund, which I got to know everybody from Swarm Fund, and I did some work for them as well. And then a consensus, there was one wall from the Swarm Fund booth to the Dash booth, and I'm like, hey, Philip, come over, let me introduce you to Ryan. You guys should talk CEO to CEO, and that's what happened. That is amazing, man. So yeah, dude, Dash is making moves, especially when it comes to yeah, that physical, like you know it's not easy for me to get a thousand dash but i can get one and find a bunch of friends and now we can all contribute to the master node, there are, there and we can all earn a hell of a lot more than my bank would ever opens. give me for having I mean, a savings account yeah, period ever like that's not even an argument to say like you know if you were to put some dash into a master node would it be better than having a savings account like have you had a savings account have you tracked your losses yeah you know, yeah, for example, a master node is, is seeing, great. We see in a linear uh, if you have the money, of course, it is quite expensive. At one point, it was what, one and a half million dollars for, for a master node. Uh, but but it's 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 great because for guys like I don't do trading. I try to do trading and I lost money. You know, if you're not a specialist. But yeah, it's a friend of mine who's a professional trader. He's like, listen, a thousand dash on my hands. I'll make more than seven dashes a month. And the way that but he's a professional trader. Kind of I'm not, so yeah, master node would be great, you know. Yep. But and the majority of the people who just, and especially now with evolution as well, I think they're gonna have some sort of a a, a, a share master node option that people will have to will be able to control their private keys and still be part of a master node, not having a thousand dash. Because today, for you to have a, ma a share master node, you have to send your dashes to someone. So there's the trust involved, right? Even though there's some great master nodes. Uh, uh, Servers running uh, share master nodes, 
Yeah, uh, I saw the share master note um, when you pull out, it has like a time. So there's a couple days where it's in like a, a, a lock-in period, but you still have your private keys. Uh, just when you go to pull it, it waits for somebody to fill that void so you can pull it out. But you go into the master node knowing that. So if you put in 10 dash and you want to pull 10 dash out, somebody has to fill the void so you can pull your dash out so the master node can stay up and running. But that's really, like you said, a lot better than not having your private keys at all. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, so Dash Evolution will come There's up with a system as well. I mean, that's what they're saying. That's uh, some speculation that you'll be able to, you know, through the to wallet to the platform. Uh, I'm assuming they're going to call it Dash Pay. It's my the guess. Shows us uh, because you have Apple Pay, you have Google Pay, you have whatever Pay. So I'm assuming they're going to call Dash Pay. Yeah. Right, I mean, uh, so the evolution is just the, the name of the project, there's, there's uh, no but then the platform will allow you to, you know, with you know, uh, 25 dashes on your wallet to, you know, be part of a, a master node share with people they have no idea who they are, but the system will calculate, you know, some oh, sort of a smart contract that you have your percentage pay every month to your wallets, and uh, off you go, my friends. Crypto it is. That is awesome, man. So um, one more thing before I let you go, I did want to talk about something that was a little... A little weird about the documentary. Uh, I did not know this, and it was really cool to learn it, even though I'm not a huge supporter of Bcash. But there is at EatBCH, which is uh, a way to like help people around the world and tip in crypto. And there was some of that in Venezuela. I wanted to know if you could just talk a little bit about that. And for everybody watching, if you want to get all this information in full detail, there is a link in the description box below. You can check out Rod's Dash De Niro documentary of Venezuela and get the complete details right there in the link below. But like again, this was something I learned from his documentary. I thought was really interesting. So if you could just maybe describe it just a little bit like what the heck is eat bch and how did that start well um when i was in anarchapulco see one thing least daughter i met roger veer he liked my little studio he invited me to go host a few interviews for bitcoin.com satoshi's vision in tokyo so once i'm i'm there hosting some interviews for for bitcoin.com uh, youtube i interview a, a, a lady called uh, i got her name here i want to say her last name lizzie lacy she lived in South Sudan for a while. She's she's a huge activist. And she told me about EatBCH, which I had no idea what it was about Venezuela because I told her I had plans to go to Venezuela and everything. She's like, well, you got to check out this program where everybody can anybody can make a small donation of $5 that it's helping feed people in Venezuela, that the community gets those funds and then they put the block number, how much they're receiving, how much food that they bought. And I'm like, wow, this is huge. I work for a, a, a non-profit organization based on religion with the Catholic Catholic religion, uh, which was the second largest uh, uh, institution after the Vatican. They raise millions of dollars for non-profit organization, and a huge chunk of this money stay for pay manager bonuses and marketing programs and all that crap. Correct, which was the biggest disappointment of my life to, to see the inside of this. And EBCH started this this program where if you send five dollars, the person will get maybe four dollars and ninety-eight cents to to use on the project. Because all they gotta deduct is like two cents for a fee. And I'm like, wow, there's it be Chase Venezuela. And then I, I made sure to mention this in, on the program because, first of all, Roger Vere is a big supporter of Dash. Second, you know, they start a program now saying there's the H, it BCH South Sudan and crypto are being used 
to feed people, as I mentioned on the documentary. I'm a huge science fiction guy, man. I love movies about machines rising, taking over the humans, and ah, you know. And then I'm like, like, well, right now we have machines generating a crypto, a digital asset that's being used to feed people. Karl Marx never thought about that. No economist no. never thought about that. No human being, no science fiction writers, Isaac Asimov never thought about that. The machines will be feeding people. Right. And not on the Matrix aspect where machines are feeding people to generate <laughs> electricity. You know, they're literally feeding people. Yeah, I could put a computer on the top of a mountain with a solar panel, and the solar panel generates the electricity for the computer. The computer's processing blocks, you know, it's mining. And then I could have it set up with auto payouts to addresses for charity. So now the machine on top of a mountain that's perpetually self-sustaining from solar and cooling has now giving money away to people to eat. The machines are feeding the people. So that's how crypto is disrupting the entire way we organize society. And that's yet just another small step. There's much more to come that I, I don't even know, man. I mean, I can't... Well, to see crypto disrupting the charity racket that is not nonprofit, that is a mafia-esque aspect of... In my sense, when I see charities, it feels like they're kind of raping people's goodwill. Oh, like you're, yeah. you're literally taking my goodwill and stealing from it over 90%. Because I want to give. It's human nature to want to give. If you have extra resources, it's within your nature to see somebody without and be like, wow, I should give these extra resources. So when I see the charity box or like Red Cross and all that, I get that urge to want to give it money. But I know that the Red uh, Cross, it's, it's a racket. Yeah. They still have yet to even help most Hurricane, uh, Hurricane Katrina victims, let alone any current event that may occur with any of those funds. So it's really hard to trust in a charity that's centralized. But now we have decentralized charities, proof of charity. Like you said, they show you the block size, what they bought, how much they received. It's pretty yeah. empowering. Two things. There's a project, a documentary I watched a couple uh, a while back called "Think Before You Pink" about the breast cancer donations for the pink ribbon. That as well, you know, if you donate a dollar, two cents will go to the funds. The rest just stays on people's pockets. It was ridiculous. And and, and crypto being able to, like in this case, eat Bitcoin Cash or Dash or or uh, any currency with a private donation or a private key. A private key, a private uh, address that you can send. For example, I just read now that Brad Pitt is being sued because he donated $250 million to build houses after Hurricane Katrina, and some houses are falling down now, and people are suing him for that because, you know, they're saying that's his fault that they didn't buy the pro I'm like, this is. Oh my God. But if he had done that through a wallet in a, in a private donation. <laughs> Nobody thought it was his no money. You I know, would never have thought of getting sued for giving charity, but like I guess that would happen. I mean, well, it, he's it a famous guy of... with money. He's famous. He has money. People right. want more. You know, so you know this way. That's another example. Well, that that's this the thing with Dash it. and Bitcoin, right? Like, if I were to give you a couple dollars in Bitcoin, you would just go on Block Explorer, check the public address that I sent you the funds from, and be like, "Dude, give me more. You have so much more to give." You know, or to get like that, that, that feeling of like, oh, you have more, like 
Dash eliminates that possibility. If I use the private insta send for like less than a penny or a penny or whatever I think it is, I can send it to you instantly through the masternode system and you will not know how much money I have. You'll just know that you got money, period. And that's what I liked about Dash when I got into it from the Bitcoin like rabbit hole. I was I was giving away my Bitcoin public address and people would be like, well, I'm not giving you any Bitcoin. You already have more than me. And I'm like, well, it's a donation address. Yeah. And I didn't know you could look that up, so I'm going to yeah. change that. So that's kind of why I fell in the dash. And like you said, if he would have donated with dash, he would have been completely anonymous, not yeah. synonymous, but anonymous, and wouldn't be getting sued right now. That is insane, man. Um, so anything you want to let people know before we wrap things up, let them know where they can find you, all your information, and maybe have a little bit about what you got in the, in the works for the rest of the year. Well, as a famous YouTuber, I'm gonna say the most important phrase, subscribe to my channel, click on the bell and all that crap. But my channel's in Portuguese, so everybody watch the documentary and right on the first line there, the first link, I have one exclusive playlist of videos that I did in English. So you can still subscribe to my channel, but you know, always save the link of that playlist so you have the content in English that you can, uh, you can check it out as well. Uh, my channel is to create content for Dash and, and, the, and the entire cryptocurrency ecosystem around Dash as well. I do a lot of events, uh, giving lectures, uh, hosting, and I bring my whole three-camera studio to create professional content uh, as well. That's where most of the time I meet Ken Bolzak and we go out together to drink and do other stuff. He has all the <laughs> professional equipment and here I am dressed in drunken and stunned, just walking around with my phone and I'm like, can I borrow some of the footage that you just made? He's like, yeah, I'll let you have it on a Google Drive. I yeah. love this guy. All right, guys, make sure you check out the link in the description box below. There is a link right there to his Twitter account and to his YouTube channel right to the documentary in English. It's a 30-minute long documentary. Go pound that thumbs up button. Don't forget to subscribe and flick that the alert bell that he was talking about and just share these videos um, if you know Spanish speaking friends or family members that may be into crypto or trying to get into crypto but they're not able to find Spanish speaking information this is the man right here forward them to him we all have people that don't speak that well of English in our lives it's a it's a mixing pot of the world right now forward them to the Spanish channels so they can get the information they need and then we can start the dialect of talking about crypto together all right yeah. guys thank you and have a day thanks Ken